guys, welcome to Rima Minded Podcast. Uh, today we're just going to do a quick podcast introducing ourselves, how we came up with the name, why we're doing this, and how we want to use it to help others. Yeah. So Alicia, take it away. <laughs> you can edit that out, I'm sorry. We're a little giggly right now. Gay. Hi everyone, my name's Alicia, and I'm basically going to be the person who does all the editing, video, audio, I do the social media, um, and basically I just do all the design work. And um, I'll be eschatology teacher, because I love eschatology, which is basically the study of end times and um, revelation and all that fun stuff. I think it's beautiful, and I want to teach people about it. Hey everybody, I'm Hannah, uh, Alicia's best friend. Obviously. It's true. Um, and I am more, just a little less creative than Alicia is. I'm more of a writer um, than anything. So the things that you'll see on our um, social media, I'll be writing that. Um, I have a big passion about writing um, and um, talking to God really through my writing. Um, and I hope that that's a blessing to y'all. Um, and I kind of help with the <clears throat> organization of our podcast and whatnot. I'll try to do a quick summary of myself. Uh, basically, grew up Christian, was born Christian. Um, and then as I got older, I started to change in my mind, but I was still a Christian. I was sexually abused at the age of 16 by um, a family member who was super Christian, um, who was my aunt's husband. And it completely tore my life into pieces, and I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> I went through um, like a lot. I mean, 14 years of my family not knowing what I had gone through, and during that time, I was going through a lot of mental problems, a lot of starting to experience uh, depression, anxiety, all kinds of stuff. Once I was like letting, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna bury it, and keep going on in life, because. I was going through that thing where every uh, survivor is afraid to tell someone because they're going to think that they're just overreacting or they're lying or whatever. Um, there's a large portion of women and men who try to tell people what they're going through and people act like they're overreacting. So I was freaked out about that. Kept going through life. Um, I struggled in college because I couldn't pay attention because I was dealing with disassociation and I didn't know what that was at the time. And then... Um, I started doing improv comedy and I did improv comedy for almost 10 years and it was one of my favorite things in the whole world but I met every single girl there had been through sexual abuse rape all kinds of stuff and it was really tough but then um, I started dating someone for three and a half years that I thought we would eventually get married and he was very verbally emotionally and spiritually abusive in all kinds of different ways and then that's when I developed PTSD um, post-traumatic stress disorder and so I had to, I was going to couples therapy and personal therapy for three years <laughs> during those three years. And I, it was like the first moment in my life where I felt like, where is God? Like, what is going on? Like, mm -hmm. why am I going through all of this? And it was like one of the hardest things. And then, um, you know, I'll tell the story, but the Holy Spirit kind of, no, the Holy Spirit totally came through and like took evil spirits out of my life and like... I don't know, like six months after that is when me and that person broke up. And uh, then I went and told my family all my sexual abuse. Wow. I told them about uh, the relationship. And <laughs> that same day, 
we had the police come to my house and I had to explain to them what happened to me. Of course, they told me there's nothing they could do about it because that's just our system here. And um, yeah, it, it was the day that everything fell apart and everything fell into place at the same time. Um, but even after that, like I was trying to pick up the pieces, things were going really well. I was 29 at the time and I was making lots of art and I was like, yay, like everything's starting to come together. And then 2020 happened mm, and I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, you know, everyone was losing jobs. I had to quit comedy because I made the choice to not get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, they told me that I couldn't perform unless I was. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, and it was a personal decision, it was a health decision, but nobody really cared. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I went through that, and then during that time in 2020, I was like, something is wrong, something is really, really wrong, and I cannot figure out what it is. And I was just like, God, tell me, help me understand what's going on. Why would you give me all of these things and then just take them all away? Right. Um, At the same time, I got in a car accident, and a guy t-boned me my car was totaled i lost my car so i was like and this guy lied about it and he tried to sue me and the police officer also lied Mm. so i was like i was on the edge yeah (laughs) this is where i was like ready to throw in the towel and be like i'm done god like i'm done doing this this none of this makes sense everyone else sins and it seems like everything falls into place for them and then i'm trying not to do these things and everything's falling apart and so one day I was sitting on my computer and I was just like, what is going on? And like, I, tr- I opened YouTube and a rapture video showed up. And like, I didn't watch any stuff like that on YouTube. There's no reason it should have showed up at all because their algorithm isn't going to make that the top video for me. Right. But it was. Hmm. And I watched it. And something in me, the Holy Spirit, Absolutely. totally yeah. flipped everything. It was like in that moment I was like we're in the end like things are starting to come together and I was like oh my goodness and so then I just started watching all these rapture videos and then I mean people should go look on YouTube rapture videos from 2020 just thousands of them like around the world Mm -hmm. and what's even more crazy it's like okay maybe this is a coincidence people were having the exact same dreams Mm -hmm. like the same sensation when you go up into heaven the same uh they so many people saw two moons or two planets in the sky. So many people saw that it was a normal sunny day. And then all of a sudden everything started falling apart, meteors, all this stuff. And I was just like, this is crazy that thousands of people are having the same dream. Well, I start getting into my prayer life and the Holy Spirit totally transforms my life. I, I wasn't a big Bible reader and um, I don't know, were you a big Bible reader for a no, while? Yeah. No, I, like I was horrible at it. I completely depended on going to Bible study, going to church, and letting someone teach me, because every time I would pick up the Bible and try to read it, I felt like I didn't understand it, or um, I just wasn't getting it at all, like it wasn't sticking. But after watching those videos, I opened up the Bible, and oh my goodness, it was like the Holy Spirit totally took over. I understood every single word that I was reading, and it hit me so hard. It hit me like... When I started reading about uh, Jesus dying on the cross, oh my goodness, I was in tears. Like, I was bawling my eyes out every single night when I would read the Bible because it was like, for the first time in my life, I understood what Jesus did. Yeah. It was, and like, I always felt like I understood it, but it was the Holy Spirit was showing me, like, this is huge. Your heart was ready for it. Yeah. 
But the night, I think it was like maybe the third day, because God works in threes. I don't know. It was like the third day of me write, reading the Bible like that. I got to a Bible verse um, in Mark. No, Matt. No, it was in Luke. They're in all three of those books. But it was about accepting um, God as a child with the, the heart and the mind of a child for the kingdom of yeah. God is for children. <clears throat> and um, if you do not receive God like a child, then you're not going to make it. Uh, is basically the verses and like that just hit me so hard because I remember when I was a little girl like I loved the Lord I prayed all the time I sang to God in my backyard and like I was like he was my best friend and so I was just like bawling my eyes out thinking of my five-year-old self and then uh, praying about that and I was like God let me accept you like a child again let me Mm -hmm. accept you like a child and that night is when I had a rapture dream and we'll get into it a lot further some other time because it's long. <laughs> but basically, I shot up into heaven. I saw Jesus. Jesus saw me and he said, we need to prepare for war or prepare for battle. And he was so serious about it. And I saw my niece and he showed me that my niece did not know him and that it was my duty to teach her. Wow. And yeah, it was it was wild because it felt so real. Like I never had that experience in my life where mm-hmm. I woke up and thought, how, why am I here? Why it am I not in heaven? Yeah. yeah, like, and then I started feeling really sad because heaven was so much better. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, the joy, I mean, you can't feel pain, you can't cry, you can't feel scared. I tried to feel all of those emotions, but I couldn't. Um, but we'll, there's so many things to say about that. But anyways, I started teaching my niece because I'm like, okay, this is serious. She didn't make God it. I called in, you to do it. You yeah. better do it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I was like, she didn't make it in the rapture. I need to teach her. So for the next month, I started teaching her. And then one night, it just like hit me again where I was like, God, I feel like a crazy person. Like, I just experienced this and nobody's going to understand. Like, I just know that Christians are not even going to understand what I experienced because most people are like, okay, Looney Tunes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've on. And, but I just started teaching her. And that, that night, I was thinking about that. I was just like, on my knees crying again. Like, God, please give someone in my household a dream. I was like, anyone, even my niece, very next morning after that prayer, my niece comes out of her room and she goes, I dreamed about heaven. That is crazy. And I was like, even I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> let's wow. see, let's see. She had a rapture dream. She told me everything that she saw. She went up into heaven in like a school bus. It was very childlike, like what I had experienced in my dream. By the way, I was a child in my dream, so that's another thing. Uh, but hers was very childlike, and she went into heaven. She saw all the rooms that Jesus had created for us inside of his father's mansion. Wow. She saw the gold flooring, the gold bed frame, like, the door handles were oh, gold. Oh, that dream? <laughs> I know. I was like, why did I have a terrifying dream? I really right. wanted the cozy one. Yes. Um, but, yeah, she had a dream, and then, like, I don't know, five months go by, and, like, one day I'm finally, like, okay, I'm going to tell my mom our dreams. And I told her in that uh, my niece had a dream about a blue school bus that had taken us up in heaven. That was me, my mom, and her. And my mom was, like, after right after I told her the dream, she looked up and she goes, is that the school bus? Because we were going to pick up my niece from school so we could understand the pickup situation. It was in the beginning of the year. And I was, like, oh, my gosh, that's the bus. 
And we both looked up, and it was a little baby blue school bus. And it was a church school bus. Yeah, and there's a whole lot more to that story as well. But yeah, the Holy Spirit has been working through me and has completely changed me. From 2020 until like now, there was two years where I was just not, I wasn't watching TV. I wasn't listening to any of the music that I listened to. And Mm -hmm. Hannah knows me. Yeah, that's I go to concerts. (laughs) Like, I'm a concert goer. I play the guitar. Queens of the Stone Age is my favorite band. And now I can't even listen to them anymore. Like, everything changed. The Holy Spirit just took me away from film and I love movies. Yeah. Now I'm like sickened by most movies. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like I start seeing things that are like, that's from Satan. And I turned away from all that stuff for two years and I was just listening to Bible studies. I was listening to eschatology. I was listening to all these different things. And it was just like, I just felt so at peace for two years. And then this is our, my third year now. And I was just like, um, starting to get back into some sin, starting to get back into listening to old things mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I was like, oh no. And I was just like, God, like, where are you leading me? What do you want me to do? And then one yeah. night he just put it on my heart that, uh, I was like, maybe me and Hannah are supposed to do something together. Maybe we're supposed to be making something. And I've always felt this way first off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I have not felt this way. <laughs> Cause we used to make, nobody knows this, but we used to make comedy videos in high school and then I went on to continue making comedy videos and stuff. And I, I like making things. And I was yeah. just like, me, Hannah, and Charla have always been the three that make things together. And then me and Hannah were in a place where we had time to do that. And we had the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like, I, I knew I wanted to do something from Hannah with Hannah. But I was like, I know Hannah's going to say no because she's got kids and she's got a husband. She's got a job. I mean, it's just too much on your plate. And then you told me. Yeah. So, okay, I'll give you a little um, background about myself. Um, I've been a Christian since I was six. Um, I've never doubted God. Um, I have um, been very blessed to just never really question um, who God, who Jesus was in my life. Um, I've always been very confident. In fact, when I was little... um, I got the name, they coined me the uh, prayer warrior at my church. And I just, even at like six years old, I just wanted to pray for everybody. And um, even into middle school, high school, you know, we were like, we Alicia talked about, uh, we were cool for each other, <laughs> but others didn't really think that. Um, so we weren't really that cool. So, but I never, um, had a boyfriend and, uh, you know, of course the teenage girl in me is like, what's wrong with me? And, um, but I knew, you know, like it wasn't really that devastating for me. It was like, okay, well then we'll just move on to the next thing, you know, uh, let's just focus on uh, theater. Um, but when I was going through high school, um, I still got that label as a perfect girl. Um, that's what people would call me like, Oh, you don't need to, um, do this because you're already perfect. Like you don't need to read your Bible. You're already, you've already made it, you know, like things like that. And, um, when you're told something over and over and over again, you start to believe it. And, um, I, didn't realize it, um, but I had um, become self-righteous, and um, it was kind of like a sneaky way. Obviously, the devil's very sneaky, um, but I 
basically thought I had made it. Like I was a super Christian, you know, um, I didn't need to do anything. Of course I had already been saved. I know that my name's written in the book. I had a personal relationship with Jesus, but I was not growing in that at all whatsoever because like everyone told me, everyone in high school, cause all the high school students know, um, the most important things in life. Um, and right. Yeah. Right. Um, and I believed them, uh, unfortunately. It wasn't until um, I get into college and I had uh, my first boyfriend. And um, it was uh, a very short-lived relationship. But um, in just like four months of dating, um, he used... He knew the only way to get to me was to use Jesus. and Spiritual he, abuse. Spiritual abuse, yes. And... Um, Cause I can see right through people when it comes to like, you know, I need you to do this or whatever. I just, I can't. But when it comes to like, Hey, I feel like God is telling us that blah, blah, blah. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is God telling you that and not telling me? Don't we, don't we have to serve the same God? Like, and it, it became, um, at that point I realized I was just so confused. Um, he even like convinced me that I didn't need to celebrate birthdays anymore because, um, I should be honoring God and not birthdays. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, but thank God, um, that relationship is over. And, um, from that moment, um, I was of course in like a very saddened state. I was like, okay, I thought that this person was someone I was probably going to marry. Cause I, you know, I thought God, I told God like, I really don't want to date anybody. I just want to, yeah. like, I want to just <laughs> find the person I'm going to marry and, um, um, you know, marry them instead of wasting time dating yep. somebody. I just wasn't that kind of person. So, um, of course, that was not um, my husband-to-be. Um, thank you, Jesus, for that. But <clears throat> anyway, from there, um, I was on fire. Like, I realized that I was self-righteous. Like I thought I'd made it and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so broken. Like I am so broken. This is why I need Jesus. This is why I need the gospel. This is the purpose of the gospel. Um, and I was, I changed my music. Like I was, it was kind of very similar to Alicia's uh, situation where she didn't want to watch any movies. And I, I went through that stage and it was a few years, honestly, of that <clears throat> And then I got back in my lazy days um, where I did, wasn't listening, you know, to uh, worship music or I wasn't really f- spending my time talking to God or even writing about God because that's something I really enjoy is writing to God and writing for God. Um, I didn't do any of that and uh, something I've actually struggled with, and I know it's spiritual warfare now, but um, since... I became a Christian was I couldn't open my Bible. Like I would open it and I'd read two sentences. And then all of a sudden there was like a noise that I turned around and was like, Oh my gosh, I've got to go find that noise. And then, then I spend 30 minutes finding the noise. And then it's like, Oh, well, I just well, got something else to do. I've got to do the dishes or what something or another. And I never, like, I really never in my life have dove into my Bible. And it's so sad. It's like, uh, why is this happening? But Fast forward um, to this year, um, around March-ish, uh, you know, God's really put it on my heart to homeschool. I've got two children, and um, I taught for five years in public education, and uh, I saw the 
not so glorious parts of that. Um, and uh, I knew that, you know, now not working um, in the public school system, and I just want different for my kids. Um, and I'll go into that later in a different podcast. But um, I decided to sign up for a um, a convention, a homeschool convention with my husband. Which okay, so we weren't just like nah, homeschool's not for us. Like I was anti homeschool. Like I was like, okay, have you met those people? <laughs> they are strange. Very strange. Um, and that may be. But there are also people that are public school that are very strange. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until I went to that uh, convention and I, I learned so much. Like, literally, it was, I told Alicia this, it was like 10% about homeschool and 90% about Jesus and teaching your kids about Jesus. Like, it, it, it was like it was like church camp for adults. It was amazing. <laughs> like, it was exactly what God put me there. And, uh, and my husband there, Dustin, for a reason. Um, and I was, like, on fire. I was, like, I need to be better for my girls. Like, when was the last, when have they ever seen me open my Bible? They haven't. Like, what a shame. You know, I'm telling them that this is the most important thing ever. And I'm not even opening God's Word in front of them. So, anyway, from there, I was, like, of course, I'm kind of like a, I've been a Christian my whole life, but I'm a baby Christian and like understanding God's word, which is so sad. Um, but since then, um, I just kind of like, okay, show me what you need me to, like, what am I needing to do? So I, um, all of a sudden got this like epiphany. Um, and I realized that the reason why I wasn't able to get into my Bible was that it's because I didn't want to. Um, which is not the Christian thing to say. <laughs> That's not what I'm supposed to say. Um, but it wasn't, it only took 20 something years to figure that out. Um, <laughs> but I realized that I didn't actually want to read, um, the Bible. Uh, and once I confessed that to God and said, I don't actually want to read your word. And then I followed it up with help me want to read your word the next day. I mean, God, like, I don't know. It's the craziest thing how God, it's like you can prepare for so many years or whatever and see the same thing over and over again. Like I can see the same scripture and it wasn't until like God, my heart was ready that I, it's everything made sense. Like I was like, I'm, I want a awesome Bible study. I do not want um, something that's just surface level. Like I want something that's going to challenge me. So I have this Bible study that's in Greek and it explains the Greek of every, like the actual meaning of certain words that are in the Bible. And I've had, I've had a hunger and I can't stop it. It's like insatiable. Mm -hmm. And, um, God's just, just wrecked my life in the most beautiful way since then. Um, but there's been several things that have happened in that amount of time. And, um, it, um, uh, I was invited to my grandparents have what's called the gathering. Um, it's basically a house church. Um, they've done it for years and it's maybe five or six people that come once a month to their house. They have dinner, they have worship, they have a sermon. Um, my grandpa is a former pastor, of course. So, um, but I've never came, like I've, I've always had something that I couldn't go, I couldn't go to. Well, I think August 
August um, was I was invited and like always, but this time I was like I have childcare, so I'm gonna go. And of course, God's like put this fire underneath my bottom, and um, so I went. <clears throat> And it was amazing. Like having an intimate relationship with God was like beautiful. I didn't have to perform or it was like I could submit to the king and it doesn't have to be in the, a church. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, it, it's just a beautiful thing to be in the body of Christ. Um, <clears throat> the next month I went again. And, but bef- like two days before that, my grandpa goes, hey, y'all busy? And I was like, oh, i got to put the kids to bed. But um, as soon as they go to bed, like, no. And he was like, okay, well, uh, me and Brenda are going to come over. So me and her and uh, him and my grandmother came over to our house. Well, I was like, oh, gosh, I did something wrong. I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, wouldn't be the first time. Um, so they came and they sat and they said, you know, it's been really, really, really heavy on our hearts lately. Um, and we feel led by the Holy Spirit to anoint you and your husband. And I was like, okay, well, I know what anointing it means in the Bible, but like, why us? Why? What is the purpose of anointing? Like, <laughs> and he explained that um, sometimes you need, obviously, the body of Christ to pour into you and pray over you and give you, ask God to give you the um, the skills and the creativity and for it to just flow out of you so you can serve Him. And I was like so crazy because they don't know anything about this fire that's underneath my bottom. Um, but they came to me and they had this conversation. It was just so encouraging for me and my husband. So he said, okay, so what's, what we're going to do is that on the next gathering, we're going to anoint you and, um, have the people, uh, pray over you and everything. So I was like, okay. So I was like, okay. So, um, we had that in September and they, I mean, it was the most beautiful thing. Like I had, 12-ish people just praying like out loud all at the same time like simultaneously like praying over us our marriage our kids our specific gifts like my husband as a a father um and as a husband and a leader of like spiritual leader in the home um it was amazing so uh they finished praying it's time to eat of course um and uh, I'm about to walk to the kitchen, and this elderly woman stops me, and she says, Can you remind me of your name? And so I said, Hannah. And she said, I've got to tell you something. And she is trembling. Um, I mean, like, shaking all over. Um, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this lady's about to pass out. So my immediate <laughs> – I have a very soft spot for elderly people. She's wanted to be an old person her whole life. Yeah, that's my goal. So I want to shrink about – four inches and I want to uh, get a beehive haircut and <laughs> it went, I want it to be red slash gray. You little know what purple. Saying? You have some purple oh, in there. Purple. Ooh, yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so she, she's trembling. So I hold her hands cause I'm like, this lady's about to fall over and I, I will fall. She will fall on top of me before she falls <laughs> over. Um, anyway, she goes, I had a vision as we were all praying for you. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And so of course, my mind was thinking of her not falling over. So I missed the very beginning of what she said. And I know she was, she said she had seen, um, something specific about my worship to God. Like God is seeing that. Like she said something else, but I missed it. And I've got to go back to find her. Her name is Cheryl. (laughs) Um, maybe we can interview her someday. Oh, I would love, oh my gosh. I would love to miss Cheryl. She, I'm going to talk to her next week, but anyway, 
Then she said, and then um, I saw a vision of a, a giant angel over you and your husband. And he was just hovering over you in protect, protection mode. And um, basically, God wants me to tell you that you're going to come like with this fire um, from the Holy Spirit. Like, There's going to obviously be um, the devil's pursuit mm-hmm. equally um, against you. And she said that, um, but you don't need to fear. Like, God has got you. Jesus has you. And, um, you are protected in Jesus name. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm about to ball my eyes out. I'm trying to hold this lady up as well as myself. I got to hold the wall. Uh, and I was like, wow. Okay. So fast forward to that evening. I'm so sorry. This is extending. Um, so that evening, uh, I never have an issue with sleeping. Like my daughter wakes me up, you know, and she's like nose to nose with me like every night. Mama, I love you. And I'm like, girl, I love you too, but I love sleep and you need to go to bed. Um, and I put her to bed and it's like, I go literally, I'm like asleep as I'm walking back to my bed. So I have no problem with sleep. Well, of course that night she wakes up, mama, you're pretty. It's like, Thank you. It's 2.30. You need to go to bed. So I put her back in bed. I could not go to sleep. I could not go back to sleep. So, of course, um, like any other person, grabs their phone. Um, And I'm looking on Pinterest, and I'm just, like, swiping. And then me and my husband had previously talked about how, like, how is it possible for me to stay home um, and be a full-time mom as well as a, a homeschool mom? And, um, but that, of course, it's like a long-term goal. Like, I mean, we don't see that anytime soon. But all of a sudden, um, on my feed, I comes, I start seeing things for, like, making money as a podcaster or a blogger or, uh, and so I'm looking at this, and I've seen this stuff a zillion times. And every time, my eyes roll in the back of my head, Okay. But it was that night where it was like, I couldn't get it out of my mind. Like, it was like, I, and then I, I, I feel like this is what God wants me to do. And so then there's like, I'm, I'm going to one post with another and it's like, don't, don't be discouraged. Every time I had a negative thought, I saw something else that was like the Holy Spirit going, no, no, no. Okay. Listen to me. You're the, the devil's <laughs> equally trying to attack you, but listen to me. This is what I'm calling you to. So, uh, you know, anyway, the next morning, my friend Alicia, this human, um, came over to my house just to hang out. Um, and we were talking, of course, we were talking about Jesus. And all of a sudden, I was like, you know, I had a dream last night. Um, and Or a dream, sorry, not a dream. I had, a, like, I couldn't sleep last night. And I couldn't get it out of my mind about, like, I didn't even finish my words, I don't think. And you like finish my sentence for me. Like I was like, I really thought about blogging. And then she's like, what? <laughs> and um, I'll let her explain that. I've only wanted to do this since forever. Um, <laughs> I got to be prepared for this, you know. I mean, it's been on my heart for quite a while because I feel like God has made such a huge move in our lives. And I was going to go back into the story of after I had my rapture dream. Hannah was the first person I told. And we were in the car going to my friend's wedding, Sharla, of course, 
it's always the three of us. Yeah. And, um, we were going to her wedding, and I was like, okay, I'm going to tell Hannah my rapture dream. And I was like, she's going to think I'm crazy. And just to make it very clear, I've been a Christian my whole life, but I've never been a Christian that was like, crazy miracles happen, or that yeah. demons are around us. And like, you, I mean, you know there's stuff... But you're not in it like some people are, where people are like, "There's, I see an angel over yeah, here. You have, a, you have a demon in your house. Like, that kind of stuff, I was always like, okay, that's like a Catholic thing. Yeah. You know? And it just never really hit me. I was like, as Christians, we just pray and read the Bible. That's what we do. We go to church. That's it. Yeah. And so I told Hannah the dream, knowing <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I'm like, She's going to want to lock me up in an insane <laughs> asylum after this. Because I, I mean, I felt crazy. I remember having a sit down with God after it that I was like, I mean, after you get sexually abused, trying to tell people is horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. I can't even describe how scary it is. But then I have this rapture dream and I'm like, God, you just gave me something else that's so hard to tell people. They're going to think I'm crazy. And I was so horrified, but I knew, I knew Hannah was my best friend, and I was like, she's already seen me go through horrible things in life. I mean, what's one more crazy thing? Yeah. <laughs> and so we're in the car, and I'm telling her, and a crazy thing happened. A guy swerved out in front of the car, oh, right when I'm in the middle of trying to tell her this. Just out of nowhere. It's a big open road. Spiritual warfare, girl. And like, I, t- I looked at Hannah, and I go, it's Satan. Don't worry about it. And... <laughs> You were probably like, what is going on? (laughs) And I was like, he's just trying to distract us. And I kept telling her, but like after I told her my rapture dream, like I knew she thought I was crazy because then I had another rapture situation where like we, we slept in the same bed before the wedding and I woke up and I was like, I had another crazy dream. Like I saw tribulation and I told it to Hannah and Hannah's like, Oh, <laughs> okay. Let me just preface with my heart wasn't ready. I wasn't spiritually ready. I, for I this. knew that nobody was going to be ready, but God was doing something in me. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He was putting a fire in us. Yeah. And so I'm like, now I have this thing that I need to tell people. What's crazy is that after I had the dream, I just I had that burning feeling inside of me from the Holy Spirit, where it's like, you need to go tell everybody. You need to go tell everybody. Yeah. And, but I do think, and I prayed about it so much because I was like, God, there's some people who aren't going to take this. And I like, I need to do this slowly. Yep. But after I told you, like, months go by where you probably still think I'm crazy. And (laughs) then I eventually tell our friend Charla. And then I eventually, I tell some friends online. And then I tell, eventually told my mom and my niece. Yeah. And then, like, everybody that I have told has started having, like, spiritual things happening where the Holy Spirit's, like, coming into their life. They're starting to see the spiritual warfare that we're Mm -hmm. in and how unbelievably real it is. I mean, that's the thing that Christians, I wish we would push more in churches and how real spiritual warfare is. We get so caught up in the worldly things around us, worrying about our homes, our cars, um, how we look. Yeah. When we don't realize, like, if the veil was taken away, yeah, we would see an army of, like, 10-foot-tall demons around us. And then we would see our 7-foot, 10-foot-tall angels protecting us. Yeah. I mean, warfare <clears throat> is just so, so real. And that's what we're fighting. That's what, I mean, we're just here for a moment. And then we go to heaven. Like, we're just here to do God's work yeah. and then go to heaven. So, yeah, through my dream... 
it's put a fire in other people. I think my yeah. mom probably thinks I'm still kind of crazy. I don't think but... I've definitely seen some changes in your mom too. <laughs> yes, I have too. I've seen big changes in her as well. And by the way, my niece got saved. Yes, so, that is we. Yeah, died. and I got to do Thank the prayer Jesus. for her, and I almost started bawling my eyes out. And <laughs> but it's good because she knows the Lord now, and through her dream, God let me know like she goes to heaven. And I was like, that's that's what I needed, God, because I was freaking out. Right. Um, but yeah, through that, it put a fire in both of us. And then I got to see Hannah, like, changing. And then, like, when you started telling me, like, the Holy Spirit's, like, burning inside of you. And I was yeah. like, I've had that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it just burns. It burns. Yeah, and I have you... to go pray over someone. Like, yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about more of that, but Hannah, Hannah's a prayer warrior, like for real, like you pray over people, like the Holy Spirit just like sits on you and it's like, you need to pray over this person, yeah. which I think is so cool. It's and pretty cool how God uses, um, that, like I didn't recognize that feeling cause of course I was prayer warrior when I was six. Um, <laughs> but I was so envious of my six year old self and then all of a sudden I allowed God to move in my life and now I'm like becoming that again because I'm allowing God to move in me and mm-hmm. so that burning feeling it's like nope that's not what I asked you to do you're doing what I'm, I'm good I'm this this is the person you're praying over it doesn't matter if we're in the movie theater it doesn't <laughs> matter if we're at the supermarket you're sitting in a stall in the bathroom in the, hey you know yeah. um it hasn't come but maybe it probably will um anyway sorry God's got a good sense of humor he does um <laughs> But yeah, like, uh, you found your spiritual gift that God gave you and how to use it. And I've, I I feel like my spiritual gift is my testimony and it is my rapture dream as well. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's my spiritual gift and I'll eventually get to share that with people. And I think it's going to help people who have been sexually abused or who have felt like they don't want to be a Christian anymore because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, who've been abused by people in the church or abused by people who claim to be Christians. Mm Um, I mean, if anybody shouldn't be a Christian today, it should be me because I was abused by Christians and had to experience that. And I watched so many people that I knew in the world of comedy grow up and get abused by Christians. And so it's hopefully my testimony and everything will be that. But, um, Eventually, once we started doing this, Hannah, uh, came, she told me about Rima, the word Rima, and I was like, oh my goodness, that's so beautiful, and I'm going to let you guys, you tell them about the meaning of Rima. Yes. I'm actually going to finish um, how Alicia interrupted me. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's good. No, when you interrupted me. I need to uh, take a, log, a loud swig. Do it. Lots of water. Um, so when I had said, um, that I had stayed up all night looking up podcasting and blogging, she interrupted me and she was like, no. And then I was like, what are, what are you? And just looking at her like, what? And she's like, oh, oh, Hannah. (laughs) And I'm like, what? She said that, um, before she had come over to my house, uh, she was in prayer and asking God, like, what is it that you want? me to do with my my spiritual gifts like what do you want me to do god like what is it that you uh want from me and if it is podcasting because you know this has been on her heart for years and it never was on mine um then make it so obvious that i can't ignore it and um is that how it works oh my goodness yeah, yeah. that was my prayer i was like i was like god I, i'm also an artist comedian. I'm the weird one who does all the weird stuff. 
and I've had all these talents and yet nothing has ever come out of it and I when I was doing my talents it was always for worldly things and Mm -hmm. it was always very surface level and even when I would try to start doing things for God with my talent I felt like nothing was happening yeah so I was I mean I was at that this is my third year. I'm slipping out of prayer. I'm slipping out of Bible study. I'm slipping back into music and whatnot. So I was just like, and I was starting to hit the wall again where I was like, I'm about to break down. And then I had that prayer. I was like, God, you have to show me what you want me to do with my talents, where you want me to be. And I need you to make this so clear because I, I'm like, God, me and God, I'm like, you got to make things super yeah. clear mm-hmm. or else I'm not going to jump in and do it. That's right. And then the next day, you're like, I feel like I should be a Christian blogger. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the the uh, devil was sowing seeds of doubt in me and saying like, okay, you don't like you don't have the creativity for that. And there's no way that you, you don't have the technology. You can't afford that kind of stuff. And then... I'm talking to the person that has all of those I things. I have cameras and audio equipment <laughs> and, and graphic design got, background. Yes, and she's extremely, um, extremely beautiful artist. So I'm like, okay, God, I see what you're doing here, you little booger. <laughs> um, and then it's like from that conversation, it was like, we got to do this. And um, that goes to why we chose our chose our name uh, the meaning of Rima um, the actual translation is utterance um, and um, it's obviously uttering from the scripture so it's living word um, That so saying that um, we want to make sure that when we are talking that everything is biblical um, and we're not just talking for the sake of talking but we want to have a purpose so that is our goal anyway this that word has just been kind of in my mind um lately because i'm like you know god's really like show me his remo like i i i get it i'm understanding it and it's it's i'm able to use it now rather than just going these are words that god told me to read and i'm reading and there's no application and it's just done after that yeah and another thing um that we really want you guys to take away from this is that I mean, we both grew up in the church. We both grew up having people teach us stuff. But for me personally, I always felt like a lot of preachers would cherry pick scripture. And then they would tell you a vast vast story about their family and about how their family did this and how the scripture applies to their family and how it's all emotions and feelings. But it's never biblical history. It's never understanding the Greek and the Hebrew. It's never understanding the theology behind it. And when you understand the character in the story and you understand the actual history during that time like the kings that were in charge during that time the armies that were in charge um even what the homes look like back then it completely changes what that story is truly about it's what the story is actually about and it's not taking a scripture and saying oh that makes me feel this way and it should be applied to my life this way it's like no this is an actual historical event that happened and God was showing this person this at that time. And it does help us understand how we should be as people in today's time. Yeah. But we want to imply that so much to you guys because um, not learning that in church has been such a struggle. And I think we want women to be able to understand theology and eschatology and all of those things so that 
you know, women are the teachers in the house. That's biblical. We are the teachers to our family and we teach our children. Mm -hmm. So I think that's so important that we do that. And another thing is Hannah's married. She has kids that, and she's got a master's degree in education. And then there's me. I'm single. I'm not married. And I'm, I'm someone who came from a bunch of bad stuff, but in the end found out that, you know, Jesus is truly the way, the truth, and the life. So today we're going to discuss, we had done a post on our Instagram on Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. yeah um, Hannah was basically discussing homeschooling in really good ways to take a moment to just be still and to help your kid, you know, have a moment of relaxation where they're not learning, just taking a break. And how much that also applies to us as Christians, that we need to take a break. We need to be still in the moment where we're spending with God. Because, I mean, you look at the world today, things are crazy. Mm. Everything's gone absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, and it's only going to get worse. Yeah. <laughs> but we do not have to worry because we have Jesus Christ. Yeah. And there's never been a time better than this to take that moment where you say, okay, I see the world is falling apart. But we know biblically it's falling into place. Amen, <laughs> sister. We need to take Woo. time to go sit down and spend it with God. Because if we don't, we're not going to know the Lord. And we're not going to know how to be prepared for the next thing or how to prepare our family. And there's no fear in it because we're not given a spirit of fear. Um, through Jesus, we have everything that we need. But we see a world that is breaking around us. And there are so many people who need the word. They need Jesus Christ. And it's really hard to do that when the church is not pushing us to really take time with God mm -hmm. and peace and to spend time with the Lord. And I'll let you talk more about taking time to be still. Yeah, um, I think the world, no, I know the world um, <laughs> is, uh, it's it's Satan's. <laughs> the world is Satan's. Um and so everything that we do, um, he's going to, as Christians, he's going to manipulate our thoughts. So he's going to, if we say, oh, I'm just so exhausted from work, you know, the world says, you know what you need? You need a girl's night out. Mm -mm. You need a little drinky drink. No. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get away from the kids. You don't, you need to get away from the hezzy husband. And I've never called him the hezzy husband before. He's going to be so disappointed. You'll have to do it today. And <laughs> see the reaction. I'll write about it. Um, anyway, uh, they, you know, they, they encourage you to step away from blessings from God um, and find things to fill your void or fill your frustrations or um, you know, so on and so forth. You know this. Um, but there is, you know, I can go out with girls and do whatever. Um, but there's no feeling like being still. And that can be different. That can be um, very different for everybody. Uh, but like my taking time to just be with Jesus um, is so refreshing. Uh, something that I really enjoy uh, is when I have the girls in bed and I am showered and it's like early still and I'm in bed and I'm like, I can choose to like crochet and listen to worship music at the same time. Just like sometimes I just sit there and I just pray, but like as if I'm talking, like it should be communicating with God. Um, I'm just like chit chatting with God. Um, and just quiet. Uh, it's beautiful. And reading 
my Bible and in my study. And uh, sometimes I'm just laying there, just completely silent and listening to worship music. And sometimes I'm completely silent and just laying there. Um, it is so refreshing uh, for my soul. Um, it's longer lasting than going out with your friends or the girls um, and spending a night out and forgetting about the hezzy husband. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing that I want to add on, like you saying, uh, spend time with yourself. Do, do everything for yourself. Oh. I We live in a culture now where you haven't been on Instagram long enough to see it, but I've seen it for two years now where the church is now taking part in self-love, self-worship, uh, mm. which is very scary because that goes... It's very satanic. It, yes, it goes into demonology of um, do what thou will, which is Satan's yeah. uh, form of living life on earth. Um, and he's making a bunch of little G-gods. And mm. that's... We are not to be like that. We are set apart and we worship God himself. And, you know, the entire Bible is completely about being selfless and loving others and caring for others taking care of others. It's not about us. It's about doing the work of God. And so today's time, it's all about, you know, go take a bubble bath and get you those new salts and stuff. Yeah. And it's really scary. And you see it in therapy too, where it's like, what are you doing for yourself today? And it was always it so weird. It sounds so good. Like mm-hmm. that's the, pro- that's the sneakiness of the devil is like, he goes, this is not like it, I, I'm not, I'm not, so if you read something that's like, hey, let's go worship Satan together, that's obviously evil. Yeah, you'll and be like, no, I don't want to do absolutely that. Absolutely, I'm get away from it. But then it's like, but you take care of you because it's important mm-hmm. to take, you do you, boo. Oh my gosh, that's like, <laughs> it's too much. Okay. But yeah, like how inherently evil that is. Um, it's not about us. If we, I, it wasn't until a year in the last six months that Um, God really revealed who he was in, like who I am in, in Christ. Like I am, I am no longer me. There is no more of Hannah. Unfortunately, we still have our flesh on top of us. Um, uh, but we've died, died to the old man. Like it's Mm -hmm. gone. Like that, that old Hannah is gone. Do I sometimes get in my flesh, especially when I'm frustrated with something? Yes. It's a constant spiritual battle. Um, but when God sees me, he sees Jesus. So when you change your perspective and realize that God sees you as Jesus, mm-hmm. like you are perfect, like God, God has made you perfect. Um, and he's going to make that happen. He's going to sanctify you. He's going to make, it's not going to be fun sometimes. Uh, the sanctification process is really uncomfortable. It's extremely rough. It's so rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, people think that Christians go through nothing but good stuff all the time. And it's like, no, the closer you get to God, the harder the battles get. Yeah. Um, the more Satan comes at you with everything that he's got because he hates you. He doesn't want you bringing more people to Jesus Christ. Yeah. The more people that know Jesus, the more Satan loses, and he does not want that. Yeah. Um, the more he's going to want to attack you. Yes. And then you have to be prepared. you got to have the armor of God, and you just have to be prepared through the Lord. And I feel like a lot of Christians do not have the armor of God on yeah. and they're doing the whole self-help thing. The, the secret book. Oh my gosh. We'll have to have a different conversation about that. No idea what that is. <laughs> Oprah promoted it. Oh well. About manifesting your future and manifesting anything that you want in life. If okay. you, if you want to be a millionaire, just keep saying you're going to be a millionaire and churches are promoting this now. It's very Churches sad. are promoting this on Instagram, on social media. You're seeing... <sighs> Women say, I just had a dream that 
you are going to go out there and you're going to make so much money and you're going to marry the man of your dreams and everything's going to fall into place. And it's like, no, 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 no. What does the Bible say? We are to be like Jesus Christ and Jesus suffered. But Jesus suffered the ultimate suffering that anyone could take on. He took on the sin of the world of everything. And you look at this world and you're like, oh, I can't even believe he had to take that on. Yeah. But he took all of it on for us. And so to be like him, we are going to suffer too. Because this world, like you said, is Satan's. Yeah. And you'll see that in the Bible. Uh, basically, when Adam and Eve took the apple, the trust for the world was given over to Satan. So Satan has control over this world right now. But when I start talking about eschatology, we'll learn in Revelation that uh, Jesus will be holding the paper with the seals on it. And that's the trust for the world. And he takes it back. Yeah. So he has control over the world again. And then he's in new earth and the new heaven. Woo! I told Hannah, I was like, Jesus has always been the number one example to me about what it looks like to be still. What it looks like to rest and to truly give time to God. Because every time Jesus was in the Bible, whenever he was really stressed out or even when he just needed help with something that might have been small, he always told disciples, I need to go away. I need to go talk to God and so he would go and talk to God for hours mm-hmm. and he he would do it while everybody's asleep or yeah. like during the day it was always just hours and hours of him being out in the middle of nowhere just talking to God and a part of me I'm like do I need to go into an open field and <laughs> talk to God mountain. Yeah. it's hard to do it here because there's fire ants there's and so many there's scorpions these snakes mm-hmm. yeah but Jesus did it that's right I've got galoshes <laughs> and they're pretty thick so. Okay, so my, I, you know, I talked about how I get refreshed in the Lord. Um, and some people, it, it's a being around other believers. And uh, that's very refreshing to me too. But uh, I'd like to know, what, what are your ways of being still? Um, for me, being still, uh, it's hard right now. <laughs> I get so distracted. I'll open up my Bible. I'll read three pages and I'll be like, I did not hear a single thing that I just read because my brain will just start going off. But when I was doing a really great job is the thing that the Holy Spirit would move through my life so much when I would read out loud. If I would read out loud to myself, it was like I could hear the word and know the word. Um, Another thing is when I would stand up and pray out loud. (laughs) Girl, there's power in speaking his name. I was always that Christian who was, if somebody, if the we were in Bible study and they'd be like, Alicia, do you want to pray? I'd be like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, I'd be horrified. But now if somebody asked me to pray, I'd be like, okay. Um, and a lot of that came from standing up in my room and praying out loud over my household mm-hmm. and learning to anoint my bedroom and anoint my house so yeah. that, you know, it's very clear in the spiritual realm, that this house is a house of God. This house, and the is... devil has absolutely no authority yes. where the Holy Spirit is yes. present. So you have to know your your um, place in Jesus, and then you can claim it. Amen. 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 Woo! <laughs> I need the air conditioner. I need the sweating talking about Jesus. <laughs> Woo! But, um, yeah, for me, being still was it wasn't. I was in a quiet room. But I myself was not my usual quiet person. I was speaking out loud to the Lord and making it very clear that it's more than just me talking to him in my mind, 
but that he is very much real and mm-hmm. that he's very much a part of my life and with me all the time. Even in those times that I felt that he was not there, he was right there working things throughout my life. Mm-hmm. And another thing that people would probably be like, you're absolutely crazy, <laughs> go to the Winnie bins, is when I was in those two years of standing up and praying out loud to the Lord, like I felt the Holy Spirit like oh, touch yeah. me like I it's like a cold air that touches you like I could feel him hug me I could feel him hold my hand I could oh, wow. like I never really tell people that because I'm always waiting for them to be like you're mentally insane but I started having moments where like I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit there with me and yeah. it made the relationship so much stronger because I was like you're really here like yeah. you are here all the time but stillness for me is just being in a quiet place, speaking to the Lord, mm-hmm. reading the Bible. I sit and watch YouTube videos all the time that are just about the Bible, like intense Bible studies and stuff yeah. that tell the Greek and the Hebrew. And understanding the Bible that much more makes it so much more exciting mm-hmm. and just opens up a door to the Holy Spirit to be like, okay, you're ready to learn this next thing. Yeah. Because for so long I was really in the dark about the Bible and understanding yeah. the word. But now it's just each, I've learned something new each time I yeah, read it. Like I've read the new Testament three times now, um, in whole. And I'm like going back over it and God is still like, every time I read it, I'm like, I don't even remember reading that. Yeah. What is this? And then I have to go study it and figure out what it is. Yeah. But I mean, it's just incredible to see that it's always new. Yeah, God definitely. Um, I there's something beautiful about God not revealing everything to us, um, and you know, I think, oh man, if I had done this or did this, whatever. no, I'm I'm so grateful uh, that God like wooed the Holy Spirit just kept wooing me, um, and I wasn't even aware of it, uh, and now like this hunger that I have it's it's awesome it's so amazing and I know that it could go in an instant um if I allow uh the devil to manipulate my thoughts just for a moment you know um or poor poor, pitiful me or I need this and Hannah needs some time away and husky husband I'll say that forever now in summary um we our whole goal in this podcast um isn't uh to make any listener um uncomfortable or feel that they're like feel guilty for not being on fire um if anything we want to pull that out of you yeah uh did you want to say oh i was just like yeah yeah i mean we were both i was at the lowest of the low in my life like i was broken i was messed up i was angry with god like there's no reason that i should have had all this stuff happen but god used the lowest most awful part of my life to show me that, no, that's not who you are. You are someone who loves me and who loves the word, and I'm going to show you exactly what that looks like. And he did the same for you where you were starting to get to a point where you're like, maybe I don't know the Bible, maybe I don't know these things. And then he showed you, no, you do know these things through me, that you have the strength and the ability to do all of these things. Yeah, and that should be a super big encouragement um, to any person listening um, the power of the Holy Spirit and what he can do. And your, your story's not over yet. Like he, he's still, uh, redeeming you. He's still sanctifying you. I mean, like we said before, it's going to be a process and it can be very painful. Um, 
Uh, but God redeems it. Like he makes a very ugly thing into the most beautiful thing. Um, and I'm so grateful for all of the struggles and pain in my life because he's made me so, he's made me so much more reliant on him, Mm -hmm. um, and understanding, uh, who I am in Jesus. So, um, we hope that this can create a great godly community and, um, you know, y'all can talk back. Yeah. We want to hear from you guys about what are some subjects that you want us to talk about, whether it be homeschooling or Bible, um, and just encouragement that you want to hear throughout the week. And we do a prayer request on Saturdays. Yeah. We do prayer requests on Saturdays on Instagram. So if you want to do that, go to our stories and you can tell us what you want us to pray for. Um, but yeah, so, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to pray over us. Absolutely. Let's do it. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, God. Thank you, Jesus, for, um, who you are. Thank you, God, for, uh, shaping Alicia and I into who we are today, God. And you, Lord, thank you for the reminder of who, um, how big you are and, um, uh, that your sanctification process is a process and it may hurt sometimes, but God, you will redeem us through it. Um, and you will make much of yourself, Lord. And I want more. I want more of you, God. I do not want more of me. And Alicia doesn't want more of Alicia, God. Um, Lord, I pray for the listeners. Um, I pray that, uh, this is impactful for them, Lord, that we are, um, we're silly people, um, but we bring it back to you, God, and they know who um, you are. And if they don't know who you are, God, I pray uh, that the Holy Spirit um, woos them and uh, continues that, Lord, and maybe plants that seed and uh, continue in, gro- in continuing to grow um, and explaining who you are, God. I pray, Jesus, for us to find some time, time to be still. Jesus, there's so much goodness in being still with you. Thank you, God, for the times that you've shown me things and taught me things in the still. Uh, Lord, I pray for that to happen tonight. (laughs) That'd be really nice. Uh, God, thank you again for this podcast. Thank you for the blessings that we've been given. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We just want to say thank you guys for listening to our first podcast at Rima Minded. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope that the Holy Spirit just works in your life to really put a fire under you to start reading the Bible, to start understanding His Word, and to understand that there's no one too broken for Him. Jesus wants all of us in His kingdom.